With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Baba Kama Daf Hay. We begin at the very top of Daf Hay, just a little bit of a background what's going on here. So we said previously in the previous Daf, so we had Rabbi Aisha's Brisa, which listed 13 different Avos Nezikin, 13 different super categories. Then we had Rabbi Chia's Brisa, which listed 24 super categories. And we have, of course, the Mishnah, which we had four super categories. So now the Gemara wants to know, Eidim Zayimim listening. Why is it that in the third Brisa, in Rabbi Chia's Brisa, so we listed the concept of Eidim Zomimim, where we have witnesses that were accusing someone else of owing money, but they themselves were found to be liars, therefore they have to pay the amount that they accused the person that that person had to pay, so they have to pay. So we had just said that the difference between the Brisa of Rabbi Oishia and the Brisa of Rabbi Chia is that in the Brisa of Rabbi Oishia, we're only saying cases that have to do with regular mammon value that's owed, as opposed to the Brisa of Rabbi Oishia, so we're saying cases that are additional, that are knas, of some kind of fine. So Gemara is saying over here, we see that Eidim Zomimim is not considered a knas. It's not a fine, because it's not an, an amount that's picked out of a hat in a certain sense. It's not a number that has nothing to do, or an extra number that has nothing to do with the amount that he owes, but rather, the case of Eidim Zomimim, exactly how much you attempted to make that guy pay, that's how much you have to pay. It's not some abstract number. So therefore, the Gemara considers that moment. So why is that not included in the Brice of Rabbi Chia? So for Rabbi Kiva, the Gemara answers that no. The Rabbi Eishia, he that in fact, that Edim Zamamim, when they paid, is considered a knas. And therefore, if they come, let's say they were convicted in one place, but they had not yet paid, and then they come to a different court, explains Rashi, and they admit that they owe the money, so it's considered a knas, and therefore, Moidabi Knas is potter, someone who admits that he owes a fine, does not have to pay. So that's Rabbi Kiva, that's why uh, Rabbi Aisha did not include it in his Brisa. So Gemara says, Isavar like Rabbi Kiva, if it's true that Rabbi Aisha holds like Rabbi Kiva, listen to Gavni Shor. So then, according to Rabbi Kiva, we should say two different types of shore. Listen to the Azik shore. Listen to the Azik Adam. So we should say the case of an ox goring an ox, causing damage to another ox. And we should also say a separate case of an ox goring a person. Because according to him, according to Rabbi Kiva, there's a difference to Tanan. As we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva, I'm Rabbi Kiva, says, Aftam Adam Shalim. Then we have uh, an animal who's causing damage to a person. And at the same time, the person causes damage to the animal. So if there's a difference between the amount of monies, so he has to pay Nezik Shalim, he has to pay up to the full amount, which means that there's a big difference between a shore that, that causes damage to a person, because a shore that causes damage to a person has to pay Nezek Shalim right away, according to Rabbi Kiva. So therefore, there's a difference because in a case where an, an ox grows another ox, it does not pay Nezek Shalim, doesn't pay full, the full amount of damages right away. So therefore, we should, if, if Rabbi Yosha indeed holds like Rabbi Kiva, it should make this distinction. The Gemara answers, Hatav Rabbi Kiva Lekzize. The Gemara says that Rabbi Kiva, he broke his own strength, meaning that you're gonna, we're going to see soon. We learned that Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva says, that you might think that a Tam who causes damage to a person that he will pay, if he's paying from land, he has to pay from the best stuff. That's what verse says, that from the verse that says, it shall be done to him. So we learn from there that it has to be that you pay from the, the animal itself, and you don't pay from property. So basically, the way Tysus understands this is that the Gemara is saying that we can't fit it into the mission, because in the mission we're going to say that you're paying from the mate of our earth, from the best of the land. And therefore, the, in this case, where an ox gores a person, so you're not going to pay from land at all, you're going to pay from the actual ox itself. And therefore, we we wouldn't have made that distinction according to Rabbi Aishia to talk about the case where an ox gores a person, because in that case it wouldn't apply the concept that you pay from the best of the land. In fact, you pay from the animal itself. Listening. So Moore says, in the third Brisa, so we, we included these cases where someone rapes a woman, or he seduces a woman, or he says something that's not true about the woman, that she has no uh, besulim. 
So in those cases, we said that that's, that he has to pay. So wh- why isn't that included in Rabbi Oishia's b'risa? Why is it only included in Rabbi Chia's b'risa? If anything, it should be included in Rabbi Chia's b'risa because these are cases of mamon. These aren't arbitrary numbers, but rather it's a number, it's an amount that has to do with the damage that you caused, the damage to your reputation. So the Gemara says, Manashach. What are we talking about when we talk about this damage? Inezek, if we're talking about the damage itself, the loss of her value, let's say. The father now is not going to be able to get the same amount of money if he tries to marry her off. Tanale, so we already said Nezek, we said that damage. Itzar, if we're talking about the pain that, that he caused her. Tanale, we already said that separately as well. Iboshis, if we're talking about embarrassment. Tanale, we said it separately. Ipgam, if we're talking about the loss of her status. Hainu Nezek, that's the same thing as, as the damages. Ma'is l'chalameymar, so what are we going to be talking about here? Knasa, we're talking about the fine that he has to pay. But Knasa l'chamari, that's why we're not including it in Rabbi Yoshe's breast, because we're not talking about any kind of fines. So the case where you caused someone's truma to become impure, or you mixed up someone's truma with some chulin, or you took someone's wine and you and you poured it to avodah thereby making it impossible to use. So that's talking about a case where there's a damage that uh, you made the guy lose money. So why doesn't include it in Rabbi Yoshia's brisa? So the answer is manashach. Either way you say it. You're gonna, we're gonna understand it. If when you do a damage and you can't see the damage, meaning when you make someone's truma tummy, it's not something that's visible to the naked eye. It's something that spiritually you know that this is no longer usable. So if that's considered that uh, you've caused damage, so then that would be included in the concept of nezek. And if it's, if when you do such a damage, it's not considered that you've done a damage, then it's considered a fine. Then we're not talking about a knas in the Mishnah. Let us say that Rabbi holds that a, a damage that's not visible to the naked eye is not considered a damage. Because if it is considered a damage, then it would be included in Nezek. So the Gemara says, Could be that he holds that in fact it is considered that you cause him damage even though you can't see it. So why does it separate the two different things? Because it's talking about one case where it is indeed visible, you can see the damage, and then it talks about a case where you can't see the damage. Meaning they are distinct and they're both important that it tell us that you are indeed chayiv, you do have an obligation to pay for such a thing. We understand according to our Mishnah, when it says the number 4, it's coming to exclude the 13 of Rabbi Aisha. And Rabbi Aisha says 13 means only these 13 and not the 24, the extra 11 of Rabbi Chia. When Rabbi Chia says 24, what's he coming to exclude? He's saying these 24 and not other cases. He's coming to exclude a case where somebody gives over someone else. Moiser is a case where you have a one Jew uh, ratting on another Jew and saying that he owes money to this non-Jew. So that's making him lose money. And Mafagal is a case where you have a Kohen, a priest who does something, he has the wrong thoughts in regards to your sacrifice and render it unable to be brought in the base of English in the temple. So both of these cases are, are causing damage, but they're not included in Rabbi Chia's Brisa. Why don't we include them? So when it's a Mafagal, we can understand why we didn't include the case where the Kohen has the wrong thoughts in regards to the sacrifice, thereby rendering it no good. We're not talking about Kachim, we're not talking about holy things. Elam Meiser, my time why didn't we include the concept of Moser where one Jew gives over the property of another Jew to the non-Jew? So the Gemara answers, Shani Moser the Dibura, but Dibura la Kamari. It's different in a case we have someone telling, ratting on, an, on another Jew, because there's just words. The damage that he's causing is with just with words. True, it is a damage. True, there may be a chiv, an obligation. However, we're not talking about a case where the damage that he causes is just with words. The Gemara says, wait, the Dibura. What about the case where a man is saying about a woman that she didn't have her 
Pesulim, she wasn't a virgin. So that's that's considered words, and he's causing damage with those words. Fikotani, and it's included. So the Gemara answers, Dibur de Esbe Maisahu. That case over there by Motsi Shema, where someone is saying that this woman was not a virgin, that's a case where there's an action that came along with these words, meaning uh, he did an action of having relations with this woman. So therefore, that's completely different than a case of Moser. What about the case where you have two witnesses falsely accusing someone of owing money? So that's a case where you have an action and it doesn't include any kind, I'm sorry, it's a, it's a speech, it doesn't include any kind of action. And nevertheless, we included it. So Gemara says, no, hasam afagav de lesbe maisa, or even over there, it has no action. Rahman akariya maisa. Nevertheless, the Torah itself refers to it as an action. The chesivka zover says, vasisim loy kasher zamam lasois laachiv. And you shall do to them as they attempted to do to his brother. So, so basically what you see is it's called an action. Even though it's something that's done with his mouth, it's considered they've done something. Bishlam al-Tana didan. We understand according to our Mishnah, Tana avois mechlal dekatolus. We understand our Mishnah because in our Mishnah we have these supercategories, which implies that there are subcategories. And we discuss what those subcategories are. So according to them, so they're talking about the supercategories that would imply that there are subcategories. Although the same I knew, what are the subcategories of each of these things? Amr Biavos, Rabbi Biavos says, Kulan When we say that there are supercategories, it doesn't mean that they have subcategories, but rather what we mean is that they have a similar halacha to those four supercategories in the Mishnah, in that they have to pay from the best of the of the land, if you're going to pay with the land. My time, why is this so? How do we know that all of these are compared to those four supercategories, because we learn it out from the fact that it says one of the, these four keywords, it says tachas, or nesina, or yeshalim, or kasef, in regards to each of these 24 things according to Rebichia, each of the 13 things according to Rebichia. So since it says one of these different words, so Rashi goes through it at length explaining how we have the connection to the Avos Nezikin, to the ones that are in the Mishnah, and thereby we can say that all of the other cases, that all the other 24, have the similarity that they are, they're Mishalim, they pay from the best of the land. So we learn it out from this Gzira Shava type of situation. The Gemara continues, We said in the Mishnah that the concept of Shur is not like the concept of Mava. My Kamar, what do we mean to say when we say this? Amar of Zvid, says in the name of Rav, this is what we mean. If the Torah would have written one of them and learned out the other ones from it, then we say that, in fact, one, if we try to learn out one from the other, they are not able to be learned out. So then we said, not this and this one who have the spirit of life in them. My what do we mean? Rabbi Meshashi said in the name of Rabbi This is what we mean. We turn to Tafhema Beis, page 5b. Let the Torah write two out of them, and we should be able to learn out the other ones. That's why we say afterwards, no, you can't learn out one from the other two. In all of the cases, if you would take the concept of Bor and connect it and try to learn out from Bor plus any of the other three, you would in fact be able to learn out the two that remain. Asiakulu bimehatsad, the Varmi Karen. So you'll be able to learn them all out except for Karen, Mishunda Ikala Mifrach, because in regards to the Karen, you'll be able to ask, Malakulu Shikane Muadmin Khilasan. Well, you can't prove anything from the other ones because as soon as you there's any damage that's caused by the other things, whether we're talking about Regal, whether we're talking about Shane, whether we're talking about Bor, whether we're talking about Ish, all those things you have to pay full damages right away, as opposed to Karen, which you only pay half. So therefore, you won't be able to learn out to Karen. And according to the one who says that, in fact, Karen is even greater, why? Because Karen 
whereas in all of the other ones, so there's no intent to cause damage. By Karen, there is intent to cause damage. So Afilu Karenamiyas, according to that one, so Karen would also be able to be learned out from Bor and one of the other ones. And the Lamai Hilchasakas Vinrachmana, so why did the Torah have to write them, each of them separately? Because they each have different, unique laws that are true in regards to each one individually. Karen, we had to write Karen because we needed to know that there's a difference between the first three times when it causes damage, that you only pay half Nezek, to the case where it's already done it three times, and then you pay full Nezek, you pay full damages. Shane, where the animal eats, or where the animal uh, tramples something, causes damage. So we had to see that separately. To teach us that in fact you're not going to be high, you're not going to have an obligation to pay where the damage was caused in a public place. Bar left there by Esaikalim. We have to write the concept of pit, the damages of a pit separately to tell you that there is no obligation when uh, when some kind of vessels get damaged in it. And according to Yehudu, who says that in fact there is an obligation to pay where there's damages to uh, to vessels, lift our bias on them. So the reason I had to write it separately is to teach you that a person is going to be Potter, if someone gets damaged, if a person gets damaged inside of a bore, then there's not going to be an obligation upon the owner of the bore, the pit, to have to pay for the damages of course of the person only in regards to an animal or kalim, according to Yehuda. So now the Gemara says, oh, the Gemara have to write that separately, the concept of a man causing damage. To teach you that there's a special din by a man, that he has an obligation to pay for the four other concepts, which was Tsar, Ripu, Sheves, Boishes. The uh, pain that was caused, the doctor bills, the loss of work, and the embarrassment. H. So why do you have to write separately the concept of fire? Liftor boy satamun to teach you that there's a p'tur, there's no obligation to pay. Let's say inside of a haystack, there's something that's hidden inside. There's no obligation where the damage was caused by fire to pay for that thing that was hidden. So according to Behuda, who says that in regards to to the thing that's hidden inside of a haystack, let's say, so the fire, the person who caused damage with this fire, he will in fact have to pay. So then why does it have to be mentioned separately? The case where his fire caused damage by lapping up a person in his friend's field, his friend's plowed field, or it caused, it blackened his friend's stones. So in those cases, so it's not the same kind of damage, it's not a complete damage, nevertheless, there is still an obligation to pay for such a case, and therefore that's the unique concept that's true in regards to fire. And Rashi explains that the reason that there's a chilish, that there's an, a novelty here, is because this is something that's not the normal thing that Aish, the fire, causes damage to. But nevertheless, there still is an obligation.